Hi friends, and welcome to Robcast number four. This is a Kristen Zimzum edition of the Robcast. I am joined by Kristen Bell, my wife. Hello, everyone. And this, uh, is this your first Robcast? This is my first Robcast, and I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. I had a nasty sinus infection last week. So I wasn't with you on whatever it is you do on Monday mornings when you listen. Um, but we are back on. And a couple of things before we get into this Zimzum Kristen edition. I'll be in London in the uh, end of March, beginning of April for a two-day event. So all my UK friends, I am coming your way. Then in mid-March, I'm doing a one-day event on life as a creative process. And um, would love for you... To join me here in Southern California for that, and then end of April, um, doing a business edition two-day event here in Southern California as well. So any of those you can find info for at robbell.com. But today we are talking about Zimzum. Kristen and I sat actually at this desk right here that we're sitting at now. Uh, we sat here for a year and a half every day and wrote a book together called The Zimzum of Love. And I think the question we all have is, Kristen, how great was it to write a book with Rob Bell? Well, <laughs> it, it had its highs and it had its lows. Um, a lot of people ask us, how in the world did you write something together? And, and stay married. And stay married. Um, and it was a interesting process and a great process. Um, I learned a lot about writing, about Rob, about myself. Um, and there were, there were times when I was ready to give up and Rob just said, no, this is part of the process. This is how the creative process works. Um, and it was great to see how Rob could so easily write something and then let it go. Um, that was as in get rid of it. Right, right. We would we would work on a whole passage, maybe for you know three hours, um, and at the end, he, I would have this intuitive feeling like, no, this isn't right. This isn't the direction we should go, and he would surprise me by saying, okay, and just delete it. Um, but I think that's a big reason why it worked to work together is that. Uh, neither one of us were too attached to what we were doing, but really trusted in the creative process and that what we would create together, we would both feel good about. Wow. That, um, yeah, literally there were times when we would work for days on something and then just Friday afternoon, delete it. Be like, oh my word, what was that? Um, now, the book is built around this idea of space between two people. So first, we want to give you just sort of a, an idea about um, the space between two people, where we, where we come from, where we came up with the idea, and then what it looks like for that space to have dimension. So do you want to like give them an idea of sort of what happens when two people get together? Right. Well, in the book, we, we actually decided to draw it with stick figures. So um, if you can imagine two stick figures, um, we start with the one, and, and we talk about how at first, it's just you. Your life is about you, your dreams, your goals, your plans. And then what happens when you meet someone and you start to fall for them, um, you start to care about their interests and their plans and their dreams as much as or more than your own. And what happens is that 
this creates space between you, space that has an energy to it. Because essentially, you create space in your life for this person. At the exact same time, they're creating space in their life for you. And you find yourself naturally orienting yourself around their well-being. You end up making sacrifices for them. You want them to thrive and have a great life. At the same time, they are orienting their life around you. And they want you to thrive. And they want you to have a great life. So you each have hopes, dreams, goals, aspirations. You're going to school. You want to get a better job, whatever it is. And what happens when the two of you come together is you naturally and, and intuitively orient yourselves around each other, acting for the well-being of the other person. And what this does is it creates a sort of like an energy vortex. It creates this spinning cycle of love between you. Is that how you'd say it? Yes. And um, you also start with the center of gravity that's just yourself. And when you start caring about this other person, your center of gravity expands. And so now there's this space that's created between you that didn't exist before. And I had, uh, years ago, I had stumbled across the writings of a, um, a, a mystic from the 15th century in Jerusalem. He was actually a, a Kabbalah, one of the founders of Kabbalah, Isaac Luria, and he talked about how before, there was all this fascinating esoteric speculation about the nature of the universe that the rabbis were doing at that time. And one of the ideas they had was that before there was anything, there was only the divine. God was all that was. And so for God to create something that wasn't God, God had to essentially create space in the universe that wasn't God. It's fairly esoteric, correct? And that for God to create space that wasn't God, so something could exist that wasn't God, the divine had to contract or withdraw in on God's self. And this word, this ancient Hebrew word for that, is zimzum. So the divine zimzums so that the universe can thrive. And what happened is I read that word and I said to Kristen, it's kind of like, zimzum's kind of like what happens in marriage. As you meet this person, you fall for them, and you create the space in your life while well, they're creating the space in their life, and it creates this space between you. And both of us, when we thought about how we had heard people talk about marriage, generally we heard people use very static categories. So do these three things, these four steps, these five techniques, and then, and then you're good to go. But, but our experience in marriage was that it was this dynamic reality that the space between you never stops changing. And so you're constantly adjusting, constantly talking, constantly trying to figure out. And when Kristen and I would talk to people who'd been married for a long time and we'd say, well, what was the secret? How'd you figure it out? They'd always say, there is no secret. The only secret is that you never stop figuring it out. So we actually, as we started working on this, found it really helpful to put language to what's going on between two people because then it it just helps give you a way to talk about it and actually to see it. Um, we started talking about how the space between you is really responsive um, in like a generative way. When you put good things into that space, whether it's um, a kind word or action, um, or attention, um, it does great things for the energy and love between you. Um, the same way, in the same way, if you do something negative, um, you have a criticism of the other, you um, don't have time for the other, um, all these things 
you can, if you think about it, you can actually feel that energy and that love like get blocked between you. And it's actually quite mysterious. Have you ever had a fight? And then later after the dust has settled and you're putting the furniture back together or whatever it is, I don't know what kind of fight you have, but um, you have a fight and you realize that the fight started with a, like an offhanded gesture or a rolling of the eyes. That the mystery of the space between you is the smallest little thing. You put it into the space between you and it just explodes. And it's also true, destructive thing, it's also true that you put something positive in. If you had somebody, uh, whoever you're with, they did something kind, it was a small gesture, and yet literally days later, it stayed with you. It's like there's this spinning circle between you, and whatever you lob into it immediately picks up speed and volume and mass as it either gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so the nature of the space between you is that it's a generative space, thoughts, attitudes. Maybe it's simply your own thoughts about the other person. And sometimes it can be your own thoughts about yourself that have an effect. Yes, and, and one of the things we explore in the book, which we just had not heard people talk about, is when you are with someone, you bring your whole self to the space between you, all of you, your past, family of origin issues, stress, addictions, destructive habits. Sometimes you'll hear people say like, well, she'll never know. Yes, she will. You may think, well, she doesn't know about that, but energetically, you are bringing your whole self to the space. So she might not know specifically what it is, but she knows. Or you'll hear somebody say like, well, I just keep it from him. There's, you can't, you may keep the specific details of the thing, but you can't keep it from him because you bring your entire self. We are integrated beings. We bring everything with us to the space between us. Yes, and sometimes there's things under the surface in our life that we don't even want to deal with. And what we've found is even those things are in the space and can really affect your relationship. I tell a story in the book about um, one time we went on vacation, which was kind of a work vacation. Rob was working and we joined him. Um, and I remember one night he was exhausted and the boys had already gone to bed and he went to bed without saying goodnight. And for some reason that was just the straw <laughs> that broke the camel's back. And I was so angry because for a long time, I had just felt like he wasn't present, that he didn't care about me, that he just wasn't there for me. Um, and I interpreted that as he just doesn't love me anymore. Like maybe we've been married long enough that this is just how it is when you've been married this long. You just kind of lose that that feeling for each other or that that interest and, and that was like the 10 years that was about 10 years yeah um and we had young kids and um there was a lot pulling on on both of us but um i especially felt his distance and had felt it for a while and my assumption was he doesn't love me anymore and so i went to bed that night well i didn't go to bed i went i did <laughs> i went to bed that night and i went into the other room and was stewing and as i was stewing i was uh, watching David Letterman, who was interviewing Renee Zwelliger. 
and I was so angry that he was sleeping and I couldn't sleep. So I just kept turning up the volume of the TV. And I remember being in that like half asleep, half awake, and you're so tired and you just want to sleep. And I remember thinking like, Renee, be quiet. Renee, be quiet. Why is that TV so loud? And it turns out it was because Kristen was intentionally turning up the volume. So the next day we, we had a conversation about it. And it's actually a very hard conversation to have when you think that the issue is this person doesn't love me anymore. But we had the conversation and what I realized is that it had nothing to do with me. Um, The more we talked, the more we realized that Rob was in a state of burnout. Like he was emotionally, physically, and spiritually exhausted and didn't have anything to give. And um, it's pretty hard to have a good marriage when one of you is in that state. Um, so it was, That's true. It was, it was very enlightening, and it was also the beginning of, of us paying attention to our emotional health. And Rob actually took a number of steps. Yeah. It's interesting because in marriage, there's always this understanding, which is true. It's about the other person, you loving them, serving them, being there for them. But your own health is the greatest gift you give this person that you love. So oftentimes there, there's like, why won't this person I'm married to change? Why won't they evolve? How come they're still stuck? How come they're still... Um, you cannot change this other person as heartbreaking and gut-wrenching as that truth is. But you can pursue your own health. And the greatest gift you give them is you work out your stuff and you do you do that work yeah and it seems counterintuitive but really the best gift you can give this person you're married to is taking care of yourself whatever that means um if it means going to a therapist if it means um having a regular routine in your life that fills you up um yoga whatever whatever that thing is that that brings you back to your center, um, that's actually the best thing you can do for the person you're married to. Yeah, I remember going, I uh, started going to this spiritual director. She was a school sister of Notre Dame, so like basically a nun. Um, she was from Boston, and uh, I just said, I, I push myself so hard. I work so hard, and it's like I have nothing to give. I'm just exhausted, and just w- pulling apart for her sort of picking apart why I was driven like that and having those sort of aha moments. You, you have a family of origin. You were handed a way of seeing the world, a script. Um, So you came into the relationship with views and beliefs and convictions and perspectives on work, play, money, vacation, love, sex, marriage, kids, expectations, who takes out the trash, who calls the plumber, all of that stuff. We bring, we bring wounds, we bring betrayal, we bring um, every way that anybody's ever stabbed us in the back, we bring addictions, we bring this whole mountain of stuff. And we don't say this to be all depressing, like people are really screwed up, although we all know that. We bring this to say you 
can go back into the heart of that stuff and you can shine light in there. And especially there are lots of professionals from therapists to counselors to spiritual directors to pastors to rabbis to whoever. You, there are people who are like experts at helping you understand family systems theory, helping you understand abuse, help, having, helping you understand how tribes work and how tribes, the tribe we come from shapes us. And you can like, you can learn about this and you can discover why you do what you do and nothing will fill your energy, your, your, the space between you. Nothing will fill your energy. I can't even say the sentence. Nothing will fill your relationship with more energy than those aha moments when the two of you are learning, oh, this is why I do that. Oh, this is why you do that. Got it. Especially if you're willing to go on that journey together. And I think it all starts with honesty. And that's one of the huge gifts of a committed relationship is that if you're in, if you're in this relationship where you trust this other person and you feel safe and you can be fully honest about it may be honesty about yourself things that you need to bring into the light light it may be honesty about what you see in them but if you can go on that journey together you it just it's one of the best gifts yeah of a relationship is it makes you a, a better person Okay, so imagine, so, so you're listening to the Robcast. You're this far into the Robcast. Here's what we're talking about. What if you and whoever you're with, spouse, someone you're about to marry, someone you're with, however that works, what if you sat down with them and said to them, I want this thing that we have to be as great as possible. And I realize that I'm bringing my whole self to this thing. So I want to be as healthy as possible so I can pour the most amount of love and light and energy into the space between you so that I can do everything I can so that you can thrive and have a great life. So I want you to help me. Will you help me be as healthy as possible? I have a sense there are some things I need to work on. What do you think? If you have the guts and courage to ask this person who knows you better than anybody, what should I work on? And then you go after it. Unbelievable what that can unleash. Yes, especially if it's all wrapped up in like kind of, I picture like a blanket of love because you have to be really sensitive when you are talking about somebody else. Yeah, um, you, very you much You kind so. of have to sense that the time is right. Sometimes... Um, it's a matter of it's not the right time. And um, sometimes it's a matter of step by step. Um, Writing everything down on a long list that takes multiple sheets of paper and reading it out, probably not the best first step. Right. <laughs> I mean, we all know people who have been married and I'm who, sorry, people who are married and they just have this long list of criticisms about the other person and they vent about it to anybody who will listen. Exactly. And that's not what we're talking about here. This that is, ain't the Zim Zone. <laughs> <laughs> this is a completely different thing where you enter into it together and um, it's a very kind of sacred place. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, a man named Peter Scazzaro has a book on emotionally healthy spirituality, which is sort of a fantastic, accessible way 
easy book to read that will give you all sorts of interesting categories to talk about. And he talks about family of origin and the way you've been shaped and um, really great book, Peter Scazzaro, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Um, if you're looking for some sort of entry point, it's a fantastic place to start. Right. And I also think the concept of Zimzum is really important when you enter into these kinds of conversations. Um, it's important to remember and to sometimes remind the other person, like, I care about your best mm-hmm. and I care about you yep. as much or even more than I care about myself. And that actually, that dying to yourself and loving the other person in that way is what makes that energy between you so vital. Yeah, the, uh, one of the questions in the book that we return to again and again is the question you ask each other, which is, how's the space between us? Um, how's the space between us? Nothing will get the conversation started faster than simply what's going on in the space between us. Yeah, and sometimes you even need to ask that question because there are those things that have happened during the week or maybe over the last year that you have been burying. Yeah. And um, they're still there. If they're buried, they're still there. If you've brought them to the surface, you've forgiven, you've talked about them, then they can go away. Yeah. And in a future... Kristen Zimzum editions, we'll explore. There's um, all kinds of other things in the book. We talk about how to fight well and how usually there's an issue behind the issue. Um, So a lot of these other things we'll explore in detail later, but the simple idea today is this idea of creating space or space between you. There's an energetic flow. The flow can be really beautiful and um, dynamic and vital, or it can get blocked. And one of the ways it gets blocked is we aren't aware of what we're putting into it. So even the thoughts that we're having, um, things that we've dragged in from our past. And so it's awareness of who you are, your whole self, and what you're bringing to the space, what they're bringing to the space. And then the two of you together deciding, let's figure this out so that we're only putting good love into the space. Kristen Bell so great to have you on the first Robcast. Any thoughts at the end? Well, it just reminded me also of marriage is this adventure that you get to go on together. Yeah. And part of that adventure is the interior journey. Yeah. Well said. Well said. We should probably do a whole podcast on that at some point. The whole thing is an adventure. Relax, lighten up, go on the ride together. But for now... My brothers and sisters, may you give yourself to the well-being of those around you. Because, of course, the Zimzum is a way of thinking of all relationships. Whether it's a spouse, whether it's the people you work with every day, whether it's your kids, giving yourself to the well-being of another. And then specifically, if you're in a committed relationship, may you be filled and renewed in your love for this person. May the two of you ask, how's the space between us? May you come to see that the space is generative in a deeply mysterious way. Whatever you put into it is amplified, like the needle on a record player. It's, it grows bigger. And may you be conscious and intentional about only putting good into that space so that you experience a zimzum of love. And may grace and peace 
be with you.